reaching to abuse girls and raise them up and make them wonderful people. He's able to reach into the addict's life. And restore them back to health again. God is not limited in what He can do. The limits lie with us in our believing. In Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says this He is able to do more exceedingly abundantly than you ask or think. According to His power that works within us. God's design is that He would put His Spirit in you. The same Spirit that lived within Jesus. The same Holy Spirit that raised Him from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that did miracles. God wants to put that Spirit in you. So He can change you from the inside out. Religion tries to change us from the outside in. Religion is concerned, do this, don't do that, keep this law, don't keep that law. But you can't change the person on the inside with laws. Laws have no power to change a person. You think about it. Suppose we go there and we, we paint in here. And we put a sign up. Wet paint, don't touch. And then we leave you alone for just a few minutes. It's wet. It just seems something about the law arises, caused to arise within us. Our desire to break laws. If I, if I had, if I had a, a big box on here, secret, do not open. And then I left you alone in the room. You would be happy for a while. And very soon you'd start to think. I wonder what's in that box. He says, don't open. But I want to open. I want to see. And the more you sit there looking at that box, the more you want to open. It's almost like the fact that there was a law there seems to stir up inside you desire to look. So laws can't change us. Only the Spirit of God can change a man. So God's plan is to put His Spirit in us. So God works in you both to desire and to do the things that please Him. This is a wonderful calling we have. To have God's Spirit live within us. Become the house of God. To become the temple of the living God. And the Bible contains story after story after story. Of men who were touched by the Holy Ghost. And they did amazing things. Let me just refer you to some of them. But the best stories haven't been written yet. Have they, Texford? The best stories haven't been written. 
they're waiting for you to get going. To make some great things happen. See, no matter who we read about in the Bible, and we're going to read, just talk about a few people. Let me just look in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Probably just about end here. I want to get praying for people. Now, look what Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come on you. In other words, God wants to empower you. He has a mission for you. Whatever you're called to do in life, God wants you to bring His presence there. So He's called you to become something. A living statement of the reality of God. A living statement of the reality of God. When people see hope in you, when others have no hope, how come you have hope? Power of the Holy Ghost. When people see joy in you in the midst of difficulty, how come you have joy? Oh, power of the Holy Ghost. When they see you're in peace and everyone else is in turmoil, how come you have peace? Power of the Holy Ghost. Why is your life different? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. So we read in the Bible of many people. In Judges chapter 3, there's a man called Othniel. He was a relative of Caleb. The Bible says the Spirit of God came on him. And he went to war and changed the nation. In, in Judges chapter 6, there was a man called Gideon. And Gideon was a very frightened man. Kind of nervous-like. The Bible says when you first read about him, he's hiding. You wouldn't think he was going to be a hero. If you were God, you wouldn't choose him. Gideon, no, too fearful. I don't think I choose that one. I want someone like Texford. <laughs> but God chose Gideon. He said, Hey, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. And he says, What? Where's the miracles? They say, oh, go in the strength, you will save the nation. He says, oh, my family is very poor, you know, we're only a little family, we don't have anything much. And God says, go, I'm with you. And the Spirit of God came on him. And he went to war and changed the nation. I don't think you would have chosen him, but God chose him and put his spirit on him. And that's what made the difference. One day King Saul, he wasn't king then, he was just Saul. In 1 Samuel somewhere. 
And the Bible says he met some prophets. And they were carrying an anointing of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the Spirit of God came on him, changed him, he became a different kind of person. God doesn't want you to have a little bit of add-on religion. Come to church and I've done my bit for God. He wants you to live out a life that has impact. So the Spirit of God came on and changed him. And he went to war. There was a man called Samson. And Samson, the Bible says the Spirit came on him. He tore a lion apart. He said, Oh, well, I don't have any lions in my life. Really? Oh, really? The Bible says the devil prowls like a roaring lion, seeking to frighten you. And when I go and look around the churches, I see lots of people like Gideon. What's the matter? They come up for prayer. What's the matter? Oh, it's the devil. Oh, he's giving me a hard time. Why not like Samson and pull them apart? God has put His Spirit on you. It's the same Spirit that overcame the devil. And God puts Him on you now. So you can be an overcomer. So when the devil prowls around, and he begins to try and scare you, stand up to him. Roar back. Some of you are too nice to roar. You need to get a bit of a roar inside you, you know. You know, a roar inside. Because God has put His Spirit in you. Now we need to live out the new person we are. See, God says when He puts His Spirit in you, He's changed you. You're now a new person. Live like the old person. Oh, oh, oh very, very timid, very fearful. Oh, it's the devil, you know. Oh, 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 please pray for me. Please pray for me. Oh, pray for me. Pray. This is not what God is wanting. The devil comes against you. It says, Young man, you are strong. The word of God is in you. And you overcome the devil. So when the devil roars at you, roar back. Very good. Very good. That's it. Roar back. Pray in tongues. Let the devil run away from you. Doesn't the Bible say, humble yourself under the hand of God, resist the devil, and he'll run away? I just think there can't be enough humbling and resisting going on. Because it seems to me a lot of people are troubled by devils. God says, I've given you power. I give you authority over serpents and scorpions. Tread them underfoot. So don't turn up at church and say, oh, the devil gave me such a hard time. When Jesus said, I gave you authority, treat him. Because he wants you to do that. Treat him on the foot. Oh, 
But I'm not that kind of person. Oh, Hello, hello. You got born again. Oh, you are a new person. Christ is in you. And and he puts the Spirit on you. So you can have authority over demons. When they look at you, they should see Christ. And be terrified. Be terrified. See, the devil is terrified. Of every believer who believes. Demons will prod and poke and push on you a little bit, but actually, Jesus said they're just bread for you. Come on, you know the people, they say the giants are so big for us. Oh, we're just like a grasshopper. Caleb said, oh, they're bread for us. See, he was a man of faith, a man filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He wants your life prepared to serve Him. You know, in Acts chapter 2, we'll read just here and finish with a couple more verses. In Acts chapter 2, it says in verse 4, the Holy Ghost came on them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. The Spirit of God fell on them. What I was interested in was this. 500 people saw Jesus risen from the dead. But only 120 stuck with it. Praying for the move of God. There should have been 500 in that meeting place. But our people just dropped off. They gave up because it seemed a little bit hard. Nothing seemed to be happening. But 120 persevered and said, God, we need your power. Now, get this the hardest place to start a church. Would have been Jerusalem. That's the place they killed the Jesus. If you think you're going to start a church, that would be the last place you'd want to start. But it was the first place God visited with His power. The darkest places. Are God's first places to come. He wants to bring hope and life and joy. We read a little bit later. And Peter. Peter was kind of brash. Like some people you and I know. But then a little girl speak to him and say, Hey, you're one of Jesus' followers. Oh, no, 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 no. I said, yeah, yeah, you're one of his followers. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. Yeah, I know, I can tell from the way you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to that church, River of Life. I know. Oh, no, 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 I don't know Pastor Tom. I tell you, I don't know him. And Jesus looked, and the power of the Spirit convicted him. But on the day when the Holy Ghost came, the first one to stand up was Peter, full of the Holy Spirit. He was a changed man. Philip, a deacon, shared the word of God 
Demons came out of people and people were healed. The New Testament church abounds in people full of the Holy Spirit. And they went everywhere preaching the word. They even went into Herod's household. That's the persecutor of the church. And they started a cell group in his house. Right under his nose. There's no place the gospel doesn't go. But it needs people filled with the Spirit to carry the word of God. Wherever God has placed you, He wants to send you. He wants you to be commissioned as a believer to carry his presence into that place. I'll finish with just a personal story, then we start to pray for people. I was a very young Christian, uh, about eight months uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was a teacher, teaching in a high school. Teaching physics, teaching maths, teaching science. And the Lord began to speak to me. And he said, I want you to pray in your classroom. It's your room. I've given you authority in that room. He said, I want you to pray and believe that my presence would come in that place. He said, I want you daily to go in. Begin to pray in tongues. And take authority over spirits that trouble the children. And release blessing and peace. So I did that every day. I would get there before everyone else. I wasn't like Gideon. I wasn't like that. I went around. Hey, this is my room. I want God to be here. Pray. Bless this person. Bless this person. And I didn't think anything of it. I just did it. And one day a lady teacher came into the room. She said, Oh, what's up with your room? I said, What do you mean? And she said, Well, I have a study class in your room. And I have them in other rooms in the school as well. But this room's different. I said, How's it different? Oh, it's very peaceful. Oh, students all settle down and work, and I get work done. I like this room. Why is it peaceful? I said, You don't want to know. I said, Please tell me. No, no, no. You don't want to know. I said, Please tell me, why is this room so different? Okay. You ask. And uh, you tell me there's very peaceful here. You tell me it's more peaceful than any other school You get more work done. Every day I come in here, I pray. I pray for the power of God to come in this place. To bring peace into this place. She went. I said, I told you, you didn't want to know, did you? <laughs> I think she's hoping maybe I drugged all the students or something. I don't know. But she didn't think of that. About a month later, I'm standing in my classroom. And two students walk by. And they say, hey, sir, what's wrong with your room? What? Nothing wrong with my room? Oh, what, what do you mean, what's wrong, wrong with my room? They say, this is a weird room. Weird is good. 
Say, tell me, what does weird mean? Listen, every time we come past, we begin to shake. I say, really? I've never seen anyone shaking before. And they say, look, look, we can't keep still. This is the strangest room. Every time we come past your room, we shaking. We walk on and we're okay. Come by your room. Come by your room. Oh, walk on again. This is a weird room. I felt like saying, Oh, I'm a physics teacher and I have this machine. I said, Come in, let me see. And they come in and oh, they're shaking. So, whoa, this is great. Shaking. I've never seen shaking before. And they say, how come it's like this? And suddenly I remember. I've been praying. See, sometimes when we pray, we don't see the results immediately. In fact, I didn't feel a thing. I just prayed and believed God to do something. And I, I started to get excited. I said, well, wow. I pray and the presence of God is in this place. And what's in you is reacting. You must have been involved with evil spirits. And the evil spirits are terrified when they come past my room because God is here. They're really shaking now. And I should have stopped then. But I was excited. I said, I can stop the shaking. I said, okay, do it. I said, okay, you do it. I'm thinking, I've never seen shaking. How do you stop it? Oh, so I've never seen shaking. How do you stop it? I said, okay, close your eyes. I said, open your eyes. That's a good way to start. Ah, very good way to start. And so I prayed two prayers. So I prayed two prayers. One silent one, and one they can hear. One silent, one they can hear. You know what the silent prayer was? Ah, silent prayer was what? This is the one that got the result. Help! What to do? And I just felt the spirit of God just drop in my heart, just bind those spirits. What do you mean bind? So I said, okay, give it a go. In Jesus' name. For Jesus' name. I bind those evil spirits now. And they stop shaking. And they say, wow, look at that. God. It's the first time I ever see that happen in my life. But I wasn't going to give that away. And so we led those girls to Christ, and they later on got delivered. And over a period of time, God blessed the work I was doing, and it prospered and grew, and the students became more successful. We can bring God with us wherever we go. We are all missionaries. And it starts by building an altar. Presenting your life to the Lord, and the fire of God comes on the altar of your sacrifice. And as day by day, you pray and give yourself to serving God. 
you begin to see his power working in your life. When you don't pray, you don't see many coincidences. But when you do pray, well, there's a lot of things seem to happen. Different things seem to happen. See, God wants to use you wherever you are tonight. He wants to use you. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Just come on up, just come up, just come. Come on the stage. I wanted to show you. See, every day I rise and walk and talk with the Lord. And I pray in tongues. And every day I present each part of my life to the Lord. Asking God to fill me so that His presence just is with me everywhere I go. And so when you do that day by day, you start to grow in confidence of the presence of God. And so I'm just absolutely confident that I carry His presence and can release His presence to any person. Holy Spirit, come now. Oh, there's no one standing behind you and you're starting to shake. <laughs> just Someone just stand behind her. Now, that's right, you just have to stand behind her. Now, I'm just aware that the Spirit of God is in my life. And so all I have to do is just become aware God is with me. And His presence starts to overflow. There it is now. Presence of God. Just touch her now, Lord. Touch her now, Lord. Touch her now. It's no difficulty and it's not sort of hard. It's just knowing that God is with me. Just let me take your hand, that's right. Just come, just stand there, that's right. I need someone behind her, yeah, yeah. See, we are called to be the temple of God. That means God within you. Power of the Spirit in your life. So just as you reach your hand out in the moment, and you touch my hand, God's power will flow through me to touch you. Presence of God, just touch her. So every day I pray, believing for God to fill me and just flow through me. And so I've come to realize now, it's not, not you have to make God do anything. He wants to touch people. There we go. Oh, look at this. Oh, these guys all over here. Who are you? Are you helpers? Oh, you musicians. Musical men, please come. Please come. Yeah, why not? Why hide out the back? That's right. There you go. Praise the Lord. Can I just pray for you? <laughs> just close your eyes and look up. God wants to touch you with his power. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Come. That's right. Praise the Lord. Let me just take your hand. Holy Spirit, just pour out upon him today. Touch him, Lord. Pour your anointing out. Touch him. Touch him. Holy Ghost, come on him now. In Jesus' name. Touch him. <laughs> I need to interpret. You need me. No? I need you. I need you. <laughs> Give him, Lord, more. Fill him, fill, 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 fill. You need me. This is good. No, you need me. <laughs> Can I take your hand? Sure. Holy Ghost, come on him now. <laughs> 
Let me just take your hand. Hold your hand. Hold that's right. Joy, joy, joy. Hallelujah. Fill him with joy, Lord. Hallelujah. Spirit of God, just come on him out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have found God loves to. He God enjoys His family. So, God very much enjoys having His family. Let's go over here. There's one here. Yeah. One, two, three. That one there. That's right. There you are. Come on up. Come on up. Now the one in front of you. Both of you come. You, you two. I was pointing to you, but she got hungry for God. <laughs> Close your eyes. Just open your heart, and the presence of God will just come on you in just a moment. There it is. Now you see. This is a wonderful church. You have a pastor who is a worshiper. And when the pastor is a worshiper, there's worship in the house. So don't run away. You were the one I was pointing out. She just got the overflow. Just close your eyes. And you know, God is very near to you. In just a moment, he's just going to pour his love over. You're going to begin to feel his love. It'll just flow like a water, like a like a waterfall, just coming down over you. Just just touch your Lord. There it is. Just receive from him now. Just let his spirit just fill you and touch you. Thank you, Lord. Pour out your spirit into a heart. Pour out your spirit into a life, Lord. Lord, touch her. Touch her. Touch her. That's right. You can feel God touching you now. God wants to heal you. Because you've been through some very difficult times in relationships recently, you've gone through—I just see like a huge upheaval in your life, and it's left you very hurt, very angry, and you haven't really known who to talk to to talk about it. And so, more recently, in this last two or three weeks, you've been quite lonely. I see you sort of drawing back into yourself, and you haven't been yourself. That's not who you are. You're a very sensitive person. You're a very creative person. You're quite a gifted person, and so what's happened has deeply affected you. And the Lord wants you to know He loves you. He's heard you in your room when there was no one there, and you were just crying out to Him. He heard your voice. He wants you to know it's going to be all right. He's for you to help you. He's with you. The Lord says, "Don't worry about what people say and do. Just release them." And bless them, and become a bigger person through it. You're a person like Joseph. God is raising you up. You have a great vision in your life. You have big vision in your life, and that's been part of the problem because you share your vision, and people disagree. They don't want you to do these things. But hold the dream and hold the vision. There's always a price to pay to fulfill the vision of God. And I see music. You love music. I just see music around your life. See creative arts around your life. You're just very sensitive person, and God is going to use that. I see you being a worshipper of the Lord, and I see God's Spirit opening doors for you for training and preparation. Don't worry about the difficulties that are happening. Just let your heart rest in Him. Thank you, Lord. Touch her, touch her, touch her. Holy Spirit, just come on her life right now. That's it. Just let Him just minister to you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, did that sound like you? Yeah. Hey? And I don't know you, do I? I've never met you. And what did it feel like as I was just sharing what God was showing me? I don't know. You don't know. Well, you were crying. So what were you feeling? You can't hear someone. Sad. 
So some things in your heart started to come up. Yeah. You know God loves you? Yeah, He loves you. God bless. Praise the Lord. Okay. Come on, let's give a great clap. So people everywhere need someone to bring God to them. The question is, Will that person be you? And this conference is about impacting a generation. There are many ways you can do it. All it needs is God to drop an idea into your heart. And you could be used of Him to touch lives. All just an idea into your heart of how you could impact people wherever you are. But one of the things I found is important is this. Is that we get full of the Holy Spirit. So when people see our life, they see a little bit of heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, what we're going to do now is give an opportunity for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just for the power of God to come on you, to touch you. But we're going to have to make a bit of room. What's happening? You can't keep still. You're shaking. 